everybody, welcome to this. I'm sorry. I can't do that because you did like... I just did a little finger but dance. You, did, you can't do the finger dance <laughs> right into it because I was, Robin prepared, I was prepared for my professional intro. All right, start over. Just All do right, it right now. Start over. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sour Mash Podcast. Uh, the uh, podcast brought to you by Sour Mash Tours. I'm Dylan. I'm Danielle. And I'm Andy. We're uh, so glad to uh, have you back here uh, on the cast um, and hopefully you listened to our past episode where we uh, talked to a dear friend of ours, uh, Forrest Price, about uh, all of the uh, uh, things that he's doing in the bourbon industry from his time at Jack Rose to uh, what he's doing now with Joseph Magnus. We need to have a follow-up conversation with Forrest, really. Um, I feel like that dude could just talk and talk and talk. Like I, I really think, yeah, we, he, he kind of told us that afterwards. Yeah. He was like, oh, we're done? He's like, I just kind of scratched the surface. Yeah, we had an hour-long conversation with him. <laughs> and, you know, he, at the end he's like, oh, you know, I got so much more to talk oh, about. Oh, we yeah. can do an hour-long podcast just on, like, nuances of bourbon maybe each that'll, time. Maybe that'll be our second podcast. We yeah. can just start doing the, uh, just the Forest all, Price Hour. It's all Forest. Yeah. yeah. So I've got some news to break to you guys, and yeah. I'm doing it live here. Danielle and Dylan don't know about this. Neither uh-huh. do our podcast listeners. I wanted to save it for the cast. Uh, we have a sponsor. What? Yes. Um, so a good friend of ours that runs a small business gave me a very modest sum of money. It's tacky. I know. I know about that. <laughs> okay. But... I don't want to say it's tacky. It's, it, it, Danielle, don't let me finish my sentence. It would, be, it would be tacky for me to reveal the payment that we got for the sponsorship. It would. Okay. But it's not enough to be like a presenting sponsor, an official sponsor. So Sour Mash Tours is still absolutely the official sponsor of the Sour Mash oh. podcast. But what it warranted is a casual mention. Oh. And as a professional podcaster, we've got eight of these or so under our belt at this point. Um, I'm going to weave this in so seamlessly that you guys aren't even going to know that I dropped it. Oh. I don't so you're know not going to do it now. Like, no. At some point I'm just calling during my shot the cast. later in the cast. I want to I just state, for the record, I'm not sure that was the agreement. That was absolutely the agreement. Okay. It was a casual not, mention. I don't know about that. No. Okay. I don't really care. Somebody gave us some money. That's impressive. We'll, we'll divide it up evenly. <laughs> there you go, guys. Very That's exciting. why you start your own business. Okay. So, there so we go. So, we're drinking um, 1792 Sweet Wheat. Sweet Wheat. Sweet Wheat. <laughs> Which is a special edition bourbon that came out last year from the 1792 Barton Distillery, Barton 1792 Distillery in Bardstown, which has obviously been in the headlines recently. It sure has. For, for all the wrong reasons. It's a little insensitive. Maybe. I know. Danielle, there was good bourbon lost. There was. The... What? You... I'm just saying, you, you want Wadham, you Corey lewandowski did. It sucks. It's, 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 sounds it, not going to age well. It indicates something that's not good, that's negative. Okay, that's fair. It sounded comical. Yeah. It wasn't comical, but if you guys thought it was funny, it's because I'm funny. That's true. So, the 1790, before we get to talk about the reason for the want wah um, 1792 Sweet Wheat, as it says in the title, is a weeded expression coming from the Barton Distillery. To my knowledge, it's the first time that they ever made, and only time, that they ever made a weeded bourbon. So, th- this um, particular product is going to come up not only once, but twice. Uh, once because of the 1792 news that we'll talk about here in a second, but... Also because Danielle and I had a, a great experience at another distillery that makes only weeded bourbon. That's the tease for the, for the following story. Right. 
So this, yeah, this is a this is a really interesting um, product. So I think like the first thing that I noticed, and of course our, our wonderful le- listeners can also observe this, is the fact that this is a really light straw color. So it's oh, like, yeah, like very time. like 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 yellow. It almost corn. looks like bullet rye or something. <clears throat> it does kind of look like a rye for sure, but it has a really uh, really nice nose and a uh, a pretty pretty subtle finish, which you get with a lot of weeded bourbons, which is always yeah, nice. I really like it. So, this is a true story. About 45 minutes ago, when I was setting up our professional sound studio in here, I got a text from a former coworker, Steve Rambeck, who I think is a podcast listener. He at least listened to the first one. Hey, Steve. Asking me, randomly, if I've ever tried 1792 Sweet Wheat. He had, was a, he had a connection in Fargo, North Dakota. Hmm. It's that uh, northern connection up there cool. that got him a bottle of it. So he was excited about getting some. All the way in Fargo. (laughs) Yeah. They love the sweet wheat in Fargo. (laughs) We're going to start doing voices on the podcast. Yeah, it's an exciting time. We got sound effects coming from Danielle. We got voices coming from Dylan. Uh, But yeah, it was just kind of very coincidental that I was getting ready to open this bottle up uh, for the podcast and Steve texted to see see what I thought about it. And I'm going to say it's it's a unique and good product. Absolutely. It's uh, very easy to drink. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just kind of a bummer that we're uh, that we're drinking it under these circumstances. Yeah, yeah, it is. So the circumstances, which I'm sure everybody. I mean, this isn't. Yeah, this it's is not a, news. It's not news. What well, is news? It was news. It's definitely news. It's, it's def- news, it's, but it's not new news. Something that affected the community. So, so basically, what happened is that uh, 1792 um, had a structural failure with one of their warehouses. So. Um, at first, literally one entire half of the warehouse collapsed and all of the bourbon just kind of went flying. Um, and they had these amazing aerial views of what it looked like with these thousands of bourbon barrels that were just laying on top of each other. Um, and so basically the, the distillery was doing their best to try to salvage as much as they could and to also secure the other half of the warehouse to make sure that that one didn't fall. And then about, a, what, a week later? On the 4th of July. On the 4th of July, uh, someone probably re- jumped in there to try to get a barrel without people noticing, and uh, the other half of the warehouse also collapsed. So, had one full warehouse of bourbon that was just... Womp, yeah. <laughs> It's the only way to describe it. Very insensitive. Um, it's not. That, we lost a lot of good bourbon out there. A lot of good brandy, too. Yeah, a lot of good no, barrels. It's, it's awful. And Is it 1,800 barrels? That 1,800, yeah. 900 on each side. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in addition to... Danielle, 100 fish died. I know. In addition, that's what I was getting ready to say. In addition to the bourbon loss, they're trying to like clean it up environmentally. It's, it's huge. It's, yeah, they're going to get fined. And... Probably a year from now, there's going to be another 1792 edition up on the shelf in there, and it's going to be the 1792 warehouse collapse. The lost right. edition. The lost warehouse edition. The lost yeah. warehouse edition. I, but my want want is not. It's, I'm not trying to be negative. Like it's a bum. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It sucks. It is a bummer. It's a bummer. I actually, stop. You're you're trying to put. You're trying to tell our listeners that I'm being rude. Yeah. Not rude. Just. Just insensitive. Just insensitive. <laughs> I was going to say insensitive. That's the only word I could come up That's with. That's enough out of both of you. <laughs> well, luckily, nobody was hurt. No right? one was hurt. Yeah, which if they is were amazing. hurt, they could have gone to trustcooks.com and found some good representation. I see what you did there. Smooth. That, was that super smooth? That it was, was super really smooth. really smooth, especially since you were looking at Dylan and I straight into the eyes. <laughs> it was like very serious. That was good. I yeah. liked it. That might not even be the sponsor. Trustcrooks.com. 
But no, actually, I need to talk to some of my family members because I have family that I, that work. Yeah, I was going to ask warehouses. you about that. Well, we, so yeah, I haven't, yeah. haven't called them up and seen and seen if they uh, had to work overtime. We to talked clean to all that stuff Michael McElroy, yeah. um, and he said that they they were were they, were they like having discussions about. Yeah, they knew something was yeah. wrong. Yeah, the, the issue, the the hard part about that is half of it falls. You wonder if the other half is stable, but, but it's a it's to, a safety hazard. Yeah, they couldn't get so in there to secure it. So it's a catch twenty two at that point. It really sucks. Um, I hate that it happened. I'm sure that every other distillery was like, "Whoa, we need mm-hmm. to go check everything go check out." Their you stuff, know, but so. I mean, most of the time, the thing is, like, most of the time, those warehouses can stand like completely unmessed with for. Yeah. For Forever. hundreds of years, Forever. yeah. And they, this place they, was built in 1940, I think. Yeah, it's wild. So a lot of times you go into these old warehouses and they're as sturdy as when they first started, and it's a pretty simple structure. So yeah, it was it was just kind of a surprise. Is that the, when we went to Barton? Was that the one that's on the hill? No, I think it's closer to the distillery itself. Okay, I, I could be wrong. There are there are homes. They have 29. Close they have 30 to warehouses on the ground. So yeah. I'm not sure. We went into the one that was. Um, I think the one where they do the barrel selections. I don't think that's the one that collapsed. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. I don't know. I hope not because they said that was that was the oldest one on property. The one that was like behind the yeah. big barrel. Mm. I think that that one yeah. probably yeah. is still still standing. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> we have no, we idea. have no idea. Hopefully, it doesn't happen again. But we we're raising a glass. Let's go ahead yeah, and raise a glass. glass cheers. Uh, and have from 1792. Cheers. Three cheers. Three cheers. Three musketeers. <laughs> That deserves a want. But that, that was, it was, look, I just got back from vacation. Yeah. So I'm, I'm nice and chill and relaxed, and I hung out with Kate's dad the whole time, and he's like a plethora of dad jokes. So, like, it's just, it's Welcome I'm back to the real world. I feel like I haven't seen Dylan in a long time. A lot, a lot's happened since Dylan left. Um, it seemed like a really long week to me. Did it seem long to you? Sometimes you go on these vacations and it, it flies by, and sometimes it actually seems like you're gone for a while. Thank God it did feel like the full like ten days mm-hmm. for the whole vacation. Good. So it was nice. So like, I, it, it was cool. I didn't really sleep in, so I went to went to Hilton Head with with Kate and her parents. Um, we stayed in a condo. Um, I got up at like eight o'clock every day. Because I guess that's what you do after you turn a certain age. Like, you just can't sleep in anymore. Uh, but it was better than Kate because her dad got her up at, like, 6.30 every morning to Why? go walking the beach. That's, like, their father-daughter thing. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's nice. It that's is. Nice. It's, very, it's super it's, early, though. It is. And she asked me beforehand if I wanted to join them. And I was like, no, that's your special time yeah. you have with your dad. I'll yeah. have my own special time where I sleep in for another <laughs> hour and a half. And then have coffee with their mom. Yeah. Well, you pre- well yeah. we get ready to prepare That breakfast. sounds awesome. So, yeah. are they active vacationers, or are they, like, go chill on the beach all day? So, it's a little bit of both. So, we did, did a lot of the beach chilling. So, we get out there at, like, 10 o'clock, um, crack a beer by, like, 10.30, <laughs> yeah. and hang out until, like, a little after lunchtime, and then we'd go out and, like, find something cool to do for, for dinner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, you get to go to the Salty Dog quite a bit when you're in Hilton Head. That's one of the things you do. Um, not a lot of bourbon what drank is this? during this week. So, I just know the Salty Dog is a t-shirt store, yes. basically. Is it a restaurant? It's a restaurant and a t-shirt store and a bar and all kinds of stuff. Cool. Music venue. Um, so, we like we went out on the water with a guy who played like nothing but covers for two hours. Like on this like 
a double story boat where we like had drinks oh, and bless. all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, Hashtag bless. Awesome. Saw some dolphins. Yeah. You know, that's what you do. All right. But it was mostly beer and rum for the for the vacation. Like, yeah. Bourbon really doesn't lend itself to drinking on the beach or during like hard, like summer times where you're outside a bunch. I think the Unless time it's for bourbon slushy. The Unless time for bourbon yeah, slushy. The time for bourbon on vacation is like at night when you're back at the house mm-hmm. and you're just chilling and sip on some bourbon on the rocks while you're playing cards or you know whatever you do on vacation. Dice. Played, a, played a lot of euchre. Oh yeah. Did yeah. you? You didn't know how to play euchre. I did not know how to play euchre. Do you know now? I do know now. we got to teach Danielle how to play euchre. We should. We'll I, grew up, yeah, I grew it, up on the game. Andy's family, the Hunefelds, play euchre, and I'm always kind of just a, a bystander. I just watch. No, I got I got thrown into the, the Brown family game, so now I, I know how to play. Do they nice. play for money? They do not play for money, but they play they for play bragging for rights and humiliation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we... I'm, I'm Kate's mom's partner. I'm not Kate's partner. Kate's always dad's partner. So we, we were running a good uh, clip for a while. We had a good lead. And so we, we made a wager that we, you know, whoever won more by the end of the, the trip had to buy the other team something. And they just came back in like terrible fashion and just destroyed us by the end. Um, but I don't think we actually bought them anything. Okay. Ooh, can you actually remove that from no. the pop, from the cast? Damn I don't know it. how to do that. Uh, <laughs> I've got very limited editing anyway, skills. Kate, Craig, I owe you something. So, yeah. So while you were gone, I feel like I had four weekends packed into like six days. Well, the ho- the holiday the holiday messed us up a lot, but especially it was Andy. A Wednesday. Andy was off every single day last week. What? No. Yes. What? I worked. No, he was off off of his games oh. calendar. Oh, game. I thought you meant he like he was off of work. No, no, no. No, it no like the boy was working. He was July just was a Saturday, he was he was Sunday off. Combined, you know what like, I'm saying? Like he was off. off. He's like, we got to take out the trash. It's not Monday, man. It's Thursday. <laughs> It was it was a very confusing time for everyone. So speaking of rum, um, we drank a lot of rum also while you were we gone. Did. Really, we yep. made a bunch of batches of painkillers, which is like a classic tiki cocktail that boils. It's essentially a pina colada uh, that's not frozen, huh. and you add fresh squeezed orange juice into the mix. Ooh! But do you do the cream de coco? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so you get a nice thick drink. Um, yeah, yeah, it's what you want when it's hot. Nice yeah. thick. Drink oh, oh, yeah. God, it sounded awful. With an, um, <laughs> with an umbrella, with with some garnished fruits. It was delightful. That it was amazing. Really delightful. I, yeah, I didn't have... I had a couple of pina coladas, and the um, the Salty Dog had a Kahlua colada. So they had, like, they put mm, in Kahlua, too. Say that five too. times fast. Kahlua colada. But that was, that was pretty solid. So, no, it was... It wasn't... I mean, it was pretty hot here, right? Oh, yeah. It was like ungodly We had hot. two days that it was kind of comfortable, but like the 4th of July, the we humidity. went to a pool party and I could I could have gone and I could have not gotten out of that pool. <laughs> oh, for sure. But I think at one point I saw that like Louisville had the highest heat index in the country. Yeah. yeah. It was like 108 and I'm yeah. like, oh, well, don't want to yeah. be part of that. So yeah, I was sitting on the beach with a nice cool breeze. Um, yeah, it got up to like 95 or something like that a couple Sounds of days, awesome. but it was oh. It was just what I needed. It, you know, I, I did miss you all dearly. We yeah, missed you, too, I, you too. And I missed something super fun. You did. Yeah. You did. We had an adventure last week. Yeah, last uh, Tuesday, which did. was Saturday too. Right, it was also Saturday. This is what this is what I'm saying. It was off. So um, Andy and I took a little adventure, um, and we did a uh, we helped do a barrel select at Maker's Mark, which ties back to the sweet wheat. Sweet wheat. Okay. Sweet wheat. <laughs> 
uh, because obviously Maker's Mark is a weeded bourbon. And uh, so, yeah, we got to go there. Dylan and I are from Lebanon, Loretto, uh, Mary, Maker's Mark Mary country. Um, so got to go back to the homeland. I actually hadn't been to Maker's in several years. Um, I still stand by it being the most gorgeous property. So beautiful. Um, it was a very hot day, although we got started really early. Drove down to Loretto, um, Loretta. Loretta? Loretta, and we... So you um, just said Loretto. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. But she, and she, but she also corrected herself. Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's only you that we, yeah. that we get on. Um, and we, yeah, we helped, we went with our friend Amin from uh, Red Castle Liquors and... Amin and Steve. And Steve from Waterfront Wine and Spirits. And uh, helped them do a private select pick. And it was so much fun and so cool. The way to make... Okay, I've never done one. Full yeah. disclosure. So, yeah, so Andy and I have done one. Yeah, you guys We did, did one with Four Roses, Roses with, with, our, ta- with our friends from Taj. Yeah. Um, so that was a really, really fun experience. Yeah. Um, so, like, what made this one different and different? And, like, from your experience, Danielle, like, what like what was your initial reaction? Oh, I mean, I had no idea what was going to happen. You know, they it's a very... Um, it's a very elaborate process. Yes. Um, it, you know, to me, I've never done another pick, so I'm assuming that the others are kind of a little more straightforward. Yeah, so the way that Maker's Mark rotates their barrels, which is very a very intricate process, but they do it... By hand. They do it by hand, but for the purpose of... They want every barrel to be consistent. So they started just doing maybe a traditional type of a barrel select where you go and taste the whiskey straight out of five barrels, but they found that there was just very little, if any, variation. Mm -hmm. If you look at the shelf and see Maker's cask strength, the variation in proof is like from 109 to 111. I mean, everything falls in this really tight range, and it's because they're taking barrels from the top of the rickhouse, rotating them to the bottom. They blend the exact same number of, uh, of barrels in every single batch. They just have a very consistent project, product, and that's by design. Um, they introduced Makers 46 a number of years ago, which was the first non-just straight Makers Mark product that ever came out of the distillery. And what they did with that is they used a special type of French oak stave uh, to finish the bourbon. Right. Mm-hmm. So they started thinking, how can we do this private select and make it interesting? And they remembered how much fun it was to come up with the Makers 46 com- uh, concept. So they decided to introduce four other types of staves. And you basically get to go in and taste bourbon right out of the barrel that was finished and with each type of the stave and then start kind of mixing and matching. It's mixology, yeah. It's like you go in and you can choose um, a certain number of each stave to kind of create a recipe. Mm-hmm. And then you go mix that together um, in its proportions and then you try it. And it was really cool. We all, we all made our own mix. Yeah, our, you, own, our own recipe. So the staves are, one of them's American oak, but four of them are, are French oak. And they're just heated and charred to different levels. Most mm-hmm. of them aren't fully charred. They're heated in either a convection oven or an infrared oven uh, for a certain period of time. And it imparts different flavors on the wood. And Danielle, you can, can speak to this. Um, how, how different each of the samples were that oh, we yeah. tried that were aged in the different staves. They really were. And so when you go in, you know... Not everybody gets to do this, which it was a super cool experience, but I actually had no idea what was about to happen. There's all this stuff on the table. There's a ton of tastes. There's, um, you know, little, um, you know, I don't know, containers of all these different 
concoctions and bourbons, and I'm, I just had no idea what I was walking into. It was super fun. Um, I think we came up with six different recipes or combinations, I guess, yeah. um, to try. And, yeah, each save, each combination, totally different. I think by my threshold was maybe four or five, and that's when I just, after four or five of those combinations, I'm like, okay, <laughs> my taste buds are done. I don't, I'm, I'm not great at tasting, I'm not great at pulling out tasting notes, but I do know what I like and what tastes different. Yeah, absolutely. But, but after like four or five different combinations, I was done. I couldn't taste any more differences. <laughs> I was not. I could have kept kept just making new combinations of it. Yeah, not me. So, so they give you like this thing of poker chips, basically, yeah. like in a rack, and you pick out and you say, "Ooh, I want two of the cuvee, two of the mocha spice, yeah, mocha, some of the American oak spice." And you and you do ten. Yeah, you and then you ten. go over to the counter and actually pour straight into this like uh, it's not Measure. a graduated cylinder; mm-hmm. it's a beaker. It's been a long time since ah, I've taken a science lab. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you do ten milliliters for each chip, and blend it together, and they mix it, and then you taste what it'll likely be once it comes out of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did that. We landed on a combination. Is it cast strength? Yeah. Two. It's cast strength. Yeah. So does it cast strength when it cut when they bottle? Yep. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah. what's what's cool about it is. You know, they'll tell you, keep in mind, you guys are probably going to get these bottles towards the end of September, beginning of October. So you you kept, obviously, we were with uh, Amin, and, and he was kind of leading the charge. He knew what kind of bourbon he wanted to end up with, but we all got a say on it. Um, and he, they he would, they would guide us along. Thomas was, was our guide, and he would tell us, hey, keep in mind, it's going to be the fall if you're looking for, you know, a good bourbon for the winter time. I mean, it's just really cool to kind of taste those different, mm-hmm. uh, the, the differences between each one of those. So we were there for a few hours. We did six combos. We landed on one and, um, it doesn't end there. You actually get to go in and Chris Wheatley, yeah. uh, was there. How many people did you see that you knew at the Maker's Maybe Mark like distillery? Five or six. Eighty percent of Maker's Mark was like, yeah. Danielle, what are you doing here? Yeah, I, and, and even if I didn't know people, I recognized him. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing some ways, but but our friend Chris works there, and so Chris was in the next room, and he helped us out. So you get to go in, and you get to actually take the staves and put them on what is essentially a big key ring. Um, and so he helped me put those staves on. He pushes them together and kind of folds them into the barrel. And they literally, they're like Coopers. They they take off the barrel head. It's crazy to watch him take it off because yeah. he like had this rhythm of like hitting the. And, the that's, ring and that's how hammer. that's how it was. Whenever I went to the Brown Foreman Cooperage, which is the only Cooperage I've been to, it was very much like that. And um, you know, he took off the rings, put it back on, and they fill it up with makers, and it gets aged for nine more weeks. Ninety days. Ninety days. Ninety days. Ninety days. Um, I was way off there, but <laughs> ninety days in um. The little aging room. Yeah, it's like a. There. They don't age it at temperature though. They put it in a fifty degree cellar. Yeah. For the finishing yeah. part, because they don't want it to. They just want the surface to impart. They don't want it to absorb too to much into the. Which was cool, they, but yeah. yeah. So we got to actually be a part of that. Um, you know, it was super involved. Again, I don't have anything to compare it to, but it was awesome. That seems intense. That's, it, that's it was, exciting. It was. I mean, it was end to end experience. It was really neat. And then we so. stopped in Bardstown and ate giant plates of pasta. Um, and then came back with a nice buzz. I took a nap in the car on the way back. Yeah, I did too. Nice. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Uh, so Red Castle Liquors will have this available, the private select, uh, with six cuvee staves 
and four French mocha is what we landed on mm-hmm. at the end. Um, and it should be the end of September, and I'm looking forward to buying it. Waterfront Wine and Spirits will also have Yeah, some. Waterfront Wine. Hopefully they'll have some behind their tasting bar, which, which is very they've cool. got some great selections back yeah. there. Um, so yeah, check that out for sure. That was It was a very cool experience, and, and I'm glad that I got to check it out. Yeah, so if anybody, the, the way that we even got on this was funny. We ran into a mean, and I had met him at the liquor store a couple of times, and he knew what we did with Sour Mash. And I just shamelessly said, hey, next time you do a barrel pick, can I come? Let us know. And he said, sure. So I'm going to put this out into the airwaves. Anybody that is buying a barrel of whiskey at any point in the indefinite future, I'm in. I can't speak for Danielle and Dylan. I'll take off work. I'll, I'll quit my job to come. I, it's, it's so much fun. Well, let's see if that ages well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next yeah. time you go on one of those. Hey. Um, no. Ask, believe, receive. I'm down. They're amazing. Yeah. They're, yeah, and it's an amazing thing. And it's pretty cool that the way that um, the bourbon industry's kind of embraced that kind of aspect of doing the barrel selects. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's added a different different wrinkle to just going to the distillery and like checking things out. So it seems like everybody's starting to evolve and do something different. Mm-hmm. So it's not just trying straight out of the barrel now you're getting like interactive while you're doing it and actually creating your own mix like that's pretty amazing yeah, yeah. there's a thousand and one potential combinations yeah. so the chances that you're going to find two of these that are the same are, are very slim mm-hmm. and you know it goes back to what we talked about with Forrest last week where he said that basically you know with bourbon being such a kind of a rigid type of a product with the laws associated with it uh, you know, mash bill, you can vary a little bit, uh, switch out the rye for wheat, you can age it longer, age it in a different spot, but really to differentiate bourbon at a grand scale, finishing is probably the next trend. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to really lead to some uh, innovation, mm-hmm. and Makers is certain, certainly doing that with this private select program. Yeah, it's always, always exciting to hear that uh, my hometown's kind of on the forefront of doing something uh, innovative. It's awesome. I yeah. got to, I dipped my first bottle. Oh, cool. I've never dipped a bottle. I don't think I've ever done that. I've never done it. Well, it's just one of those things where you grow up there your yeah. whole life, so you just take it for granted, and you're sure. like, I'm not worried about it. So so we got there, and uh, we got to the gift shop, and I'm like, man, I really want to dip a, a, a maker's bottle, and we, we didn't even have any makers here at the house, sadly enough, so now we've got makers dipped in my bottle. It was really cool. I loved it. It's awesome. Cool experience. So I'm going to ambush Dylan right now. Uh-oh. Um, Danielle and I had a little bit of time to think about this. So we were at, at dinner last night. Oh, God, are you firing me from Sour Mash? <sighs> Should we t- no, not yet. Maybe oh, it's not the God. best idea to do it on, on the air. <laughs> okay, so we'll do something wait. different yeah, then. Yeah, let's wait. We'll go different um, direction. Phew. At least it's not in public. <laughs> 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 so we were at dinner last night at Barvetti, and they, they do this awesome thing, I think, once a month, uh, where they bring a different chef in. That's a, a different discussion for a different day. I had a great meal, as always, at Barvetti. Um, but somebody at the table brought up, um, you know, you're on, on death row. What's your last meal that you would eat? Now this, now this is tough and I'm not fully decided yet, but it could be a mix and match sitch. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and you have... got to assume this is like a very nice prison, which you probably <laughs> wouldn't be at. They have the means and they're willing to get you whatever, whatever. you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you could just choose from like the prison cafeteria, you might just want like uh, the, the hot gruel at the bottom, maybe with some chicken tenders that aren't stale. So but, I'm assuming that I get to pick whatever I want. Yeah. yeah. It was odd because we were sitting here talking about Marion County and then about prison. And actually, while I was on vacation, I just so happened to read The Cornbread Mafia. Oh. oh yeah. Did which you I like hadn't, it? Which I hadn't read. So it's yeah. Good. It was really good, which is, you know, The Cornbread Mafia was the, the, the largest 
um, domestic marijuana industry uh, like bust uh, ever in American history, and it just so, so happened to, to all happen in our hometown in Marion County. So yeah. that's our our one cl- our claim to fame or claims to fame is Cornbread Mafia, um, Ham Days, Country Ham Days, Anthony Epps, and the Turtle Man. <laughs> that's what we got. Maker's Mark and Maker's Mark, which yeah. we just obviously. talked about. Obviously, yeah. Maker's Mark. Obviously, that. Obviously probably makers. above all else. Yes. Anthony so. Epps. Oh, you got to throw Anthony Epps in there. I mean, yeah. true. But okay, so, so that was actually a stall tech I know technique for me to to try to come well, up with you, an idea. Well, do you do you want us to? Why, why don't you? Yeah, give, you start me out. Andy, here. why don't you start? So a lot of people gave theirs last night before I gave mine, and I, I didn't want to seem like I was just copying. There's a lot of a lot of the same thing got mentioned. Um, but for some reason, what crept into my mind first, and I think you should always go with your first instinct, uh, was Skyline Chili. Oh my God. I know. Like, oh my God. So that way when they, when they put you in the electric chair, you just get a horrible diarrhea. Yeah. So I, I enjoy it on the way in. He told, I, he told you I, that so that you would just quit. And I, You're like, you know what? Forget it. I'm not I'm, doing I'm out. I'm oh. out. No, but a, th- a three, that's my comfort food. So you guys are talking about, you know, Turtle Man and Anthony S. I'm from <laughs> the greater Cincinnati area where you grow up eating Skyline and Gold Star. And if I can Whenever you're a, feeling good and hungry. When, whenever. Skyline ba- time. Basically, I would say 75% of the time when Danielle's doing her own thing and I'm out and about and I know I need to stop and get food. Yep. I stop at Skyline because <laughs> she'll tolerate Skyline, but she doesn't love it. And for me, it's like, it's just, I don't know. I love it. It's, you know it's what? Just, no, no, hey, no. There's excuse, better. No. There's certainly better food out yeah. there. Yeah, you do you, boo boo. Whatever, it's like fine. you want to go out. I get, I get irrationally upset when anybody makes fun of Skyline. So, but you have to but, admit that that, like that green noodle atrocity that was St. Patrick's Day, should have never happened. Look, not everybody's perfect. <laughs> but you're saying Skyline. Like, let's let's get let's get specific. Skyline three way. Just the three That's with, it? with a couple of cheese conies on the side. No, I mix it up a little bit. I mean, if we're if, if we really or if I'm going to the electric chair, lethal injection, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another question: Does your last meal change depending on the method of execution? I think the end result's the same. Yeah, so for true. me, it's not gonna for be me. The same. Yeah, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, lethal injection. You want something light, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not laying on you yeah. as you're laying down there. But yeah. <laughs> Something that'll really evacuate yeah, no, your not, bowels if you're being electrocuted. It's, you're not, a, it's also, not changing for me. I'd also like uh, like a, a really nice steak, I mm. guess. Just uh, you know, meat and mm. potatoes. Sure. Yeah. Just mix the skyline sure. chili with a nice Jeff Ruby's. Yeah, like an appetizer. <laughs> an appetizer of uh, a small three ways just to get a taste of it. That sounds so bad. Mm. And my, my main entree <laughs> is a steak Collinsworth from Jeff Ruby's. Yeah. Medium rare. Mm. Maybe go. even substitute for a bone-in fillet. Mm. Can we do that? Mm. Is that allowed by the okay. wardens? It's your do last meal. You do whatever you want. Okay. Could you just order like a Golden Corral buffet <laughs> or something just so you can stall for as long as you possibly the could? The theme for Is your last meal just happens to be like indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> like there's yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not going to caution with the wind. It's like right? oh, it's a nice, it's a nice chocolate fountain that at least four or five kids have stuck their hands into, and mm. an entire pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, talk about indigestion. So Danielle, what was yours? So you know we're talking about going with our gut. So so my huh. <laughs> <laughs> so in the spirit of going with your gut. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So um, again, very much like Andy, it's it's nothing special. But I'm gonna do um, a Shake Shack burger. Mm-hmm. 
Love a Shake Shack burger. I'm going to do some McDonald's fries, but this is tough for my last meal because when I worked at McDonald's, back in the day, there was nothing like McDonald's fries straight out of the heater. Like, I'm mm-hmm. talking, you guys don't even understand. So good. So, I want some McDonald's fries. Do you fries. think the warden would let you, like, take a field trip to McDonald's that, right. and make your own fries? Exactly. That, that's, the, that's the sitch. I'm really not sure. This that prison that... has a McDonald's. People work in the McDonald's. Okay. It's so, it's so, it's so in this in this <laughs> world, yes. So, I want to make my fries. And I'm going to take them straight out. And um, I'm going to do blackberry cobbler for dessert. Mm-hmm. My mom's blackberry cobbler with some uh, vanilla ice cream. Um, but like, I love food so much and there are so many other things I want to add to this, mm-hmm. but like, I think it's just going to be burger and fries as my last meal, blackberry cobbler. I got to think on it some more. Yeah. Like I'm still, we talked about this last night. I haven't really, I haven't really meditated over this, prayed over this yet. <laughs> I need to do so because I'm not hundred percent sure what else I'd add. I'd add more. Wow. All right, Dylan, you've oh, had man. ample time. I've had ample time. I've had ample time and mine is like more sentimental not sentimental, but mine's just straight up like back home, just comfort food. So yeah. like for me, my ideal last meal would be like if I got one of those styrofoam plates that has all the different compartments <laughs> and it's like everybody in my family just cooked all their specialties. Mm. Okay. So it's mm. like my aunt's um, fried chicken mm. and her seven layer salad, which is just absolutely know what is that is. Lettuce. And mayonnaise with sugar mixed up with peas and cheese and bacon. And it it, like all the layers. All the layers. All the layers. It's like my mom's fried corn that she makes, which Mm. is fantastic. Mm. Um, Mashed potatoes. uh, What you call it salad, which is uh, our version of like, I don't even know what it's called. Ambrosia. What you call it? Ambrosia salad. Okay. What is ambrosia Um, salad? So I think it's the one with uh, with marshmallows and maraschino cherries. Oh, okay. oh right, right. Uh, right. Chunks of, direction, though, yeah, chunks of pineapple. I think that's so what fruit that's salad? called. It's not a fruit salad, but it's like it's like marshmallows. So what you call it? It's what you, it's what you call. Oh, okay, you know. okay, yeah, it's okay. What you call it. All right, right. So, so I'm just thinking all those things, and then like, I don't know. Like, I part of me. Do you like? Do you have a? Do you have a cocktail? I personally, is that, like, is that I personally would have a sweet tea. Mm, see, I don't. I've given up on sweet tea in this, like, like I can't tell you the last time. I drank some sweet tea because I had to, like, the, one of the last times that I went home, and I peed for, like, 15 straight hours. Like, I don't even know what happened. You like, definitely I just do. got sugar diabetes it's, it's, and just, just, like... <laughs> you got the sugars? I got the sugars, the sugars and just peed it all out. Honestly, you're, I mean, I'm, I gotta rethink because that, that all sounds I mean, good. I might have a nice glass of bourbon. Yeah. I think, I think you know, I, I have, would, like, your favorite bourbon. Yeah, like, finish it off. I'm fat and full. About to die. And have a nice <laughs> glass of bourbon. To, and then, to round but it like out. for my meal, maybe I have like a nice cold uh, Clarbrune from from Costco. Don't even. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is nice that's the that's the off brand Lacroix for all of those who do have not know. Have a nice know black cherry Clarbrune. That's ice cold. Yeah, just so right we have like that satis- Like after you get done, you have that satisfying sparkling water burp. <laughs> just to clear it all, like that nice for like from deep down within, mm-hmm. and then like you know, right now if it was today, I'd mix it up with some like like a, like a Weller antique. Okay, I don't know, but like you know, I, I, re- I respect crazy. that. I respect that, and honestly, I don't know. I gotta think on it. I, I don't see know. both of yours involve uh, family members cooking stuff, <laughs> so you're assuming that whatever crime you committed that's so heinous. <laughs> 
that you're going to the electric chair. My mom's chair. still making me You didn't something. alienate all these family members that you're banking on to Absolutely make. not. Sir, we're from the country. They are still, <laughs> still going to make us some Again, food. I just, I just read a book about people that went to prison because none of them ratted on each other. See, that's, that, does, that does not happen. That's the message of Cornbread Mafia, I think. It just not even the people that were just involved. Like, just Joe Schmo on the street, they'd set up these roadblocks, mm-hmm. and ain't no snitches in Marion no. County. and everybody said, like, even if I knew where he was, I wouldn't tell you. And what's the cop gonna do? Yeah. That's what we have. I love it. It's I respect all, it. It's, it's all great. Family. It's how we roll. So... Um, I guess, I don't know, do we have anything else we need to talk about on this podcast? Well, next, the next podcast, I guess we'll give you guys an update on the Forecastle Festival, yeah, which, so Danielle you know, and I, Andy and I are going to go Forecastle to this weekend. All three days. All three days. Very excited about that. I will not be going to Forecastle. Going to the Bourbon Tent. Ooh, you we guys got, got the Bourbon Passes? Yeah, so basically when you get the pass, it's just, you can always get in there even without the pass, but mm-hmm. you just have to buy tickets to go in, but right. if you have the commemorative glass then you can come and go as you please yeah, it's, and it's air conditioned yeah in there which that, is going to be uh, crucial. clutch yeah they've got some clutch. vintage pours this year they've got all these different expressions of birthday bourbon going back to i think 2002 mm. um so looking forward to that probably pay an arm and a leg for a pour of bourbon when it's 100 degrees outside but yeah but you stay inside with air conditioning yeah. cool off and then you go back out that's Absolutely. true that's the way to do it I'm going to... What am I going to do this weekend for Forecastle? I'm going to stay home and hang out with my puppy, who I missed very dearly uh, during vacation, and, um, yeah, do some yard work, because I came home, literally, to a yard that had grown out for 10 days, and it, like, I don't know what happened, but my grass was a foot tall. Yeah, no, I'm not even... Like, I'm not crazy. even... It, 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 we alternated between uh, torrential downpours and unbearable heat. Yeah. Which and I, so I guess is very conducive. Just loved no, every, everything, yeah. yeah. All the and plants loved it. My backyard is mostly weeds, so I'm just going to keep working on that um, yeah. as we go. So that might be my weekend. All right. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. So well, I guess we'll sign off. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as always, guys, go and uh, check us out, www.sourmashtours.com. Uh, also check us out on social media, at Sour Mash Tours. Uh, come and have a drink with us. Um, until next time. Cheers. Cheers.